Can you feel it in the air? Zags on air. Let's go. Welcome to Zags on Air. I am your host, Bobby Levitan, and here filling in for Julian Anchetta this week, we have our very own executive producer, Thomas Gallagher. Welcome, Thomas. Glad to be here. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, James Mora from the men's cross country and track and field team, will be joining us later on the show. Uh, he's definitely, one, definitely a very interesting person, and he's going to share why he was the first five star to come to Gonzaga, which obviously is a huge, huge accomplishment. And so. He'll be on the show later to talk about that and a lot more interesting things, his career, how he got to where he is now and his plans for the future. So make sure to stay tuned in for that. Also, we'll be talking about all the Gonzaga spring sports that have been going on. So make sure to stay tuned after the interview for all that. But first, we got some stuff to talk about. It is March. And I think we all know what that means. March Madness is upon us. And the first two weekends, I mean, man, March just never disappoints, does it? Yeah, I mean, first first year back with full fans, and uh, the players and the teams did not disappoint in that first and second round. Some crazy upsets. St. Peter's, go Peacocks. Oh, yeah. And go some, Peacocks. Some Blue Bloods coming back into play and making their name known, and some yeah. going down, yep, with the Peacocks. Kentucky, that was uh, by far, they're the biggest story of the tournament so far. 100%, 100%. And there's a few other upsets. Iowa State, uh, Miami. Richmond over Michigan. Iowa. Oh, yeah. Oh, so many. So many surprises, and obviously no one walks away with perfection even two days through the tournament. I think I think at the end of the first day, it was like at least like 99.9% of the brackets were just like busted already. My mind was busted the second game in. So like. Yeah, there, there's probably <laughs> about like 13 left on uh, ESPN's tournament yeah, challenge, exactly. but I would, I would go, I'd always look and see, man, if I look at the brackets, do they have a shot here? And then right. I'd, I'd look at one, and they'd have some they have like Miami as the champion I'm like no there's that's, no way there's that's no not going to be perfect <laughs> exactly no there's no way um obviously Gonzaga has done very well they've won their first two matchups not as convincingly though as we as we had hoped uh, Georgia State was a little more easy on the heart than the Memphis game but let, let, let's let's talk about Memphis real quick that that game was insane i mean Drew Timmy just went god mode in the second half but what what do you think the Zags are going to have to change going into this game Thursday against Arkansas Free throws. Yeah. That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm, Simple I don't as remember. That. They, Simple shot, as that. they shot 52% in their first game or something like that. And then this one, I think they sh- they shot almost 50 or maybe even under 50%. It was just awful. And it was really bad in the first half. And I'm so thankful that Nemhard and Bolton had the ball in their hand for the fouls later in the game because I could not – let Watson oh, or Timmy step up and, there. And, and Julian, surprisingly. Julian yeah. struggled from the free throw Julian's line. Julian's a good shooter, and it just doesn't translate to the free throw line. His first two games have been a little off, but I, I, I feel like I feel he'll bounce back. He's obviously one of our better shooters on the team. One of, you could say our best shooter. Yeah. And so I, I have, I have full, full confidence he'll bounce back. But before we move on, I just want to, like you said, give Rasir his his props because I feel like he goes unmentioned a lot mm-hmm. with, with with the likes of Nemhard, Timmy, and obviously Chet getting a lot of the attention. But, I mean, we just want to say, I mean, Brasier has been a godsend for us this year. Just his intensity, his energy, his experience that he brings, obviously coming from a Power 5 conference. So we just want to say, I mean, Brasier has been amazing for us, and we're very, very thankful and grateful to have him on our roster this year. Yeah, his his uh, his, his veteranness and his composure definitely helps keep this team balanced. And I think that's a, that the age of this team – 
balance with the the youth of Chet and Hickman and even Salas and and Strother too. He's he's young in this team. Uh, yeah, the the veterans are going to be the ones to carry us through. And Timmy just he woke up and thank God he and, woke and, up. And Nemhard closed it out. I think I think the biggest key is going to be Nemhard though. Yeah, because he determines the pace of our team. He runs the entire offense. Oh yeah, and so if he if he has games like he did. Um, First against two, Memphis yeah. and, and even Georgia State, yeah. he just keeps that being uh, aggressive, pushing the ball up and pushing our pace. I think uh, it's going to be hard for anyone to stop us. Real quick before we move on, Sweet 16 is this Thursday and Friday, obviously. What upsets are you going to are you predicting? I, I want to hear some bold takes. Hmm. Well, let's see. Michigan is interesting. Michigan. Who are, who's Michigan playing again? Ah, oh, man. They're playing Arizona, I think, right? No. That one is North Carolina. Actually, North Carolina is one. North I Carolina is playing UCLA. Oh, you're right. No, North you're right. Carolina. I think Michigan's playing Arizona. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's that's gonna be. No, you're right. Yeah. So North Carolina, I I think is a team that is gonna give UCLA problems. Yeah. They're pretty big and they're, strong. Bandicott down low for uh, the Tar Heels is yeah is a rebounder. Michigan's playing Villanova. Sorry. Okay. Correction. Well, no, Correction. I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I, they're low seed, but Villanova is too sound. Jay Wright, experience. Gillespie, their their uh, big guard, he just he knows how to run the show for their team. And, and, and Houston, Houston's playing Arizona. Oh, Houston. Oh, I like Houston in that. I, it's especially seeing how Arizona struggled against TCU and they and they blew, they went they went ice cold in that last 5 minutes of the fourth of the second half before overtime when they eventually pulled it out, but those last 5 minutes they won ice cold TC on like a 10-0, run. And I think against a team like Houston, who's obviously better than TCU, I don't think they'll be, uh, afford to give up, a run, give up a run like that. I think Houston could easily upset Arizona. And Houston's been quiet in terms of people talking about him. And they were in the Final Four last year, but everyone was talking about Gonzaga, uh, Baylor, and UCLA. Can they come back? And no one really talks about Houston. And they're, I mean, they play Memphis in in their in their conference, and Memphis is so talented. And we saw how much pressure they can put on a team. And yeah. they had to play them two times. They lost twice, and they won in the championship of the American Conference. So, yeah. I think that that kind of them facing that sort of athletic dominance yeah. just prepared them really well for you know heading into this tournament. All right, final question: the question everyone wants to know is St. Peter's advancing. Oh man! They, they've defied the odds before. No, Who says they can't do it again? I don't think so. You don't think so? I think so? you 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 have that you have that run in the weekend, and then yeah, everything settles for these weekdays, and uh, get they get a lot off. of and they get a lot of press, and they get a lot of energy coming their way from the media, yeah. and that I think is gonna kind of distract them and overwhelm them, and I think it's gonna lead to them coming back down from. What what that high was and yeah. Purdue's just their talent level and they're so much bigger on their size yeah and it, obviously the same thing happened last year or Roberts made it to the Sweet 16 they lost to Arkansas I believe but St. Peter's is in the exact same spot so I'll, I'll be rooting for them my bracket's already busted so I'm rooting for chaos at this point mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll we'll see if we can if they can pull it out that game's Friday yeah so we'll see but that will be a fun Sweet 16 and we'll we'll be talking about that next episode but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then for the the women's side, women's side is prop, that, props to Gonzaga. Yeah, they they um they fought hard against they fought, Louisville. They fought. That's tough. You know, they get the draw. They shouldn't have been a nine seed. No. That's a horrible draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they they showed why they shouldn't have been against Nebraska. But yeah, that was tough off out the jump. Fourteen zero. That yeah, that definitely did not the start they were hoping for. Yeah, but they showed their fight. They fought back. Yeah, they fought back. 
They can hang. Yeah, I think what was big for their season was those two Stanford games yeah. they lost. Yeah, that really put them in a position to enter into the tournament and and you know have that sort of high level competition throughout the beginning of the season. And I mean, they played BYU a few times, and yeah. credit to them. Um, BYU was always from the start of the season projected to win regular season and win the WCC tournament. They won the regular season, but yeah. Gonzaga fixed their, corrected their problems and got them when it mattered. Got them when it mattered. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, I think it's time we get to our man of the hour. Uh, joining us, he is a senior with junior eligibility on the Gonzaga men's cross country team, a four-time first team All WCC recipient, a three-time All West Region recipient and a one-time NCAA second-team All-American from Tacoma, Washington, James Mora. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, so I want to start sort of with your childhood and growing up and sort of how you got here. Uh, you grew up in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit, little bit about your childhood, what that was like? Yeah, um, grew up in T- Tacoma, like you said. And I kind of want to say when Tacoma is like sort of like Spokane, but um, a little bit more nature, uh, a little more green. But um, it was definitely a good childhood. But um, I don't know. Tacoma was great. Was running always a part of like your childhood? Did you start running pretty early on in life? Uh, I don't want to say. I want to say sort of. Um, I was very active, but I don't want to say I started running pretty early. I want to say I started running in the middle school area. Okay. But um, I was always like agile. Like I would go out hiking with like my friends, exploring and stuff like that. What kids do. Tacoma is a place to hike for sure. So for you in that in that time period when you're younger and running wasn't necessarily your sport, was there some other sports that you gravitated towards? Yeah, um, in middle school I I did wrestling. I was actually a U. I was like a city champion. Oh really? In, yeah, in wrestling. Okay. No yeah, did wrestling, did um, football, and also did soccer. Okay. So yeah. Which one of those three were you best at? I, I guess you were a city champion in wrestling, but between football and soccer, then. Um. Gosh, I started in soccer, so I want to say soccer. I didn't really, I didn't start in football, but okay. I started in soccer, so I want to go with uh, soccer. So I definitely was a fan of soccer. Do you, do you still play it every so often? Um, sort of. Like once, like I get a break from school, then I'll maybe sometime go out and just kickball, kickball a couple times. Yeah. So yeah. when running came into the picture for you, was it kind of? You knew that I I need I think I need to drop these other sports because this is where my talent it sits or was it more so those other sports kind of uh just weren't clicking and running kind of was like almost like a plan b and then happened to just work out in the long term yeah um going into high school i really wanted to still like pursue soccer but um i wasn't as, i want to say i wasn't as good as i was in soccer as I was in running so um once school started i kind of like dropped soccer and then started like running uh full-time was able to be coached by uh, my high school coach uh, Andrew Fuller stuff like that but yeah after high school I kind of dropped soccer and got into running that's awesome yeah I think I'll be having Gonzaga we're pretty glad you chose running yeah actually <laughs> I, I read something that said that you were the first five-star recruit out of all athletes in Gonzaga history to be recruited to go here across all sports which is very admirable did you know that I, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I, I read that because I was thinking, oh, basketball. But you were recruited before, like, Suggs. But, so I think Suggs was our first basketball yeah. five-star, but you were before so, Jalen. Yeah. yeah, so you're you're uh, held in high regard, to say. <laughs> Gonzaga, cool. Gonzaga history books. There you yeah, go. absolutely. So with high school running, um, what was that like for you? Was it um, an 
immediate success or was it a, a grind to get to where you were able to be at a high level when you were a senior? Yeah, um, I think running for me was a bit of a grind. I think because um, I was just, I was, it was just like the first year for me, I didn't really do much. I was just go out and run for a good 30 minutes. Like I think my high school coach did pretty well with like my progression. We didn't do anything crazy the first year. And then second year, we started like running a little bit more. And then by my third year, I was like running to my peak mileage, which was like, I want to say roughly about 65 a week. And then um, from there, I topped off to like roughly around 70 to, um, I want to say 80 at the most during the summer. So yeah, my progression was pretty good. But I want to say it was, it was, it was definitely hard for me because like the first couple of years for me was basically trying to adjust to running and running full times. And I didn't really have to do, I didn't do any other sports. So like everything was running like from uh, summer to the end of summer it was basically running for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that transition to running is so weird because I, when I did running, the the competitiveness, you kind of, you have to hold it in for your races because when you're training, you mean you, may, you might have inner squad competition and whatnot, but you want to stay focused to what your coach gives you for training and whatnot and stay on your mileage and stay on your paces because you got to trust what they provide you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to those races early on, what, what was that like for your first race in high school or some of those other races maybe that were higher stakes, like state races? Or I know you raced at the Oregon-Washington Clash race mm-hmm. that is run by Nike. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, for you, when you stepped into those moments, how did you channel your competitiveness or was there a certain way that you prepared uh, that was kind of surprising to you or how, how did that go for you? Yeah, uh, good question. I think every, yeah, like you mentioned, every race will be different. Like, um, like a lower level race will be different how we value it. But in terms of like competitiveness or like racing mentality, I want to say like those lower meets, I want to say like, uh, like the Whitworth invite, we probably wouldn't put too much effort, effort, emphasis on it. I think it would be more like, let's go out there and just have a good workout uh in that race and then um save some for like the big races like i want to say like those championship races where um you're gonna really need like that extra boost so like those races are where like um you want to put all your effort in so i think um with that i think with practice comes with like a way of like knowing where you want to be able to like um put your effort at which would be like this the state championship and stuff yeah it's kind of interesting I think someone from the outside looking in at running, you would think you run more, you're going to get faster. But in reality, that's not really how it works. When it comes to those big races, you taper down and you, you lower your mileage. So that way your legs are fresh. Because mm-hmm. it's not like I was talking to Bobby about this a couple of days ago. Other sports, you could do that sport for hours on hours in a day and walk away fine for the next day. But you can't run all day every day and and be fine the next day it's It's a different type of person to be able to do that yeah and and those that try come come up with injury or something because your body's not they're used to it yeah the repetitive motion of moving your legs and churning it's not it's not natural right so it's kind of it's it's a it's a strategical thing and how you balance that so for you once once you had that success in high school um what was that process like for recruitment i know coach pat titan pat tyson or how, how did that go with him reaching out to you? And what was that process like to make you decide to come to Gonzaga for running? 
Yeah. Um, honestly, my process was pretty honestly long. I didn't make my decision until like April. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, pretty late. But um, I visited a few schools. I visited WSU. I visited Oklahoma State, um, NAU, all those big schools. But um, I think Tyson was um, – he was from Tacoma, so there was a connection there. And he was able to come back to Lincoln, I think, early on during the season where um, he got to meet, like, uh, their principal. I think he was pretty close with the principal there. So I got to meet him early on from there. And then he also came to uh, for a house visit, like, during the summer before um, my senior year. So we had a conversation there with me, him, and my parents. We sat down and had dinner together. But, um, yeah, like, I think it all came down to just in terms of, like, um, did I feel comfortable with Tyson and then um, making my decision and then coming down here for an official visit and meeting some of the guys and, yeah. Well, was Gonzaga always on your radar sort of when you started getting into that? Like, I think in junior years, usually when players start running, players runners in your case start getting recruited. Was Gonzaga, Gonzaga always on your radar or they, they sort of swooping out of the blue and sort of catch you off guard? Um, honestly, they kind of they caught me off guard because I, I honestly didn't know Gonzaga. I, I knew like some of the big schools like Stanford, yeah. um, NAU, Oregon, those big schools, but I didn't I didn't know Oregon. I mean Gonzaga that well. But I think my high school coach knew uh, Tyson pretty well, and right. he knew like Tyson would develop me pretty well. So um, that was always like on the back of my hand, like going into my senior year. Gonzaga is like one of those programs you want to go to if you want to really develop. So ultimately, when it came down to choose, making your decision. What was it about Gonzaga that ultimately just drew you in? Was it the fact that it's so close to Tacoma maybe, you know, drive, drives distance away? Like what, what what ultimately factored into making that decision for you? I want to say the ultimate decision was, um, I want to say the team. Um, I was pretty close to uh, Yasin Grimali, who's my teammate. Um, in high school, there was this race called NXN or, N- yeah, NXN, which is Nike Cross Nationals. Um, I was able to participate that two years in a row, and I met Yasin there, and we were we were roommates for one year, and I was pretty close with him. So like I think that was like one of the factors, and I also I knew a couple more guys like um, Colin, who's also um, I think he's a fifth year right now. Um, I was I knew of him, but um, once I took like a visit here, um, I just I loved the guys, and um, I was able to connect with them pretty easily. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And again, we're very glad you yeah. chose to come to Gonzaga on behalf of all yeah, the fans. And, and since you've been here, you've been you've been quite successful it's straight off the straight off the bat. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you're all American, all f- what 2018 all the way till now in cross, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Which is Pat on um, Pat Tyson's record of athletes that he's had. He's had guys only get it their one year, for their senior year, or whatnot. So that consistency within yourself is really admirable. As well as, like, just n- seeing how the program has grown from when Pat Tyson took over, mm-hmm. and you guys don't have as much. You, we don't even have a track here, right. <laughs> so right, exactly. Yeah. So like, that's a crazy for part. for me when I take into what I would do if I was being recruited for running. That would be something I'm like, well, we, we don't even have a track. Does the school does the school even know we're a team or something? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so obviously, it seems like the interpersonal connections are so much more valuable for you in terms of, and I think that is important with running, with training. Mm-hmm. Your, those are your training partners. Right. And it's yeah. a total grind. Like yeah. uh, people don't understand the amount when you run, the, the moments of just full exhaustion and pain yeah. where you're kind of, 
you're like almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you have to lean on your your brothers on your team, and it's yeah. it's a different experience than other sports. And I know people in like high school and middle school, you you run the class mile, and everyone's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> that, that was me. I, that was all three of us. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and you yeah. have people walking. Yeah. And you <laughs> the 14 minute mile is just like well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I like, what are we doing? Why are we trying out here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, then you get into an environment where everyone who you're running with are people who like to try on this, right. and it's uh. It's something special when you when you find those people, and it seems like Gonzaga was a great place to be. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I want to talk about sort of that. So let's let's fast forward to today. Sort of looking back on your time at Gonzaga so far, mm-hmm. how would you how would you evaluate your experience? Has it been everything you hoped it would be? As as it exceeded your expectations? What is, what's it been like? Um, I didn't know what to expect when I got here. Um, obviously nobody knows what to expect, right. but um, I think overall the experience is been great i don't think um i could have ever had like a a better college life anywhere else i think in terms of like education i got the best um in terms of running i got the best i think um i mean i i competed at the olympic trial so i can't say i can't say like anything um anything above that can't go much higher than that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah well the olympics the olympics (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's hopefully in your future that's hopefully that's hopefully (laughs) in your future now now looking at the team as a whole Mm -hmm. besides you how would you evaluate your team's performance in the in the cross-country season obviously yeah definitely i think we're come we've come a long way um for my freshman year i know i came in and i was one of those guys who would help uh score and i want to say like that first year we we thought we could make it but we uh we didn't quite uh have like the guys then but um i think over the years we've progressed and i think from now i think we made it like two times to nationals which which is hands out one of the best um in gonzaga history for cross country and um i think we're going for another year next year so i think we've come a long way and progressed pretty well with like tyson's um um, training plan are, are you confident with all the runners you have coming back and then the new freshmen coming in as well do you guys think you have a pretty good shot next year oh definitely i don't think we're losing anybody so like coming back go. i'll be back next year yes will be back next year we'll have all the guys back and i think we'll definitely be one of those teams that people are going to look out for so for for the team um what what is like the mindset for for developing as a team because i know in the wcc you guys are behind byu right this that was this year you guys got yeah. second to byu mm-hmm. and they've always been up there mm-hmm. so for you as a team is it um is is that are they in your sights or is it more so let's focus on ourselves what is it like in that team environment and what does coach tyson kind of preach to you guys yeah uh tyson's always about we can beat anybody we put our minds to kind of mentality I think going into um, our conference week, it's always about a go out there and give it your best. If we beat BYU, we beat BYU. But BYU is definitely one of those um, top schools that you, you can't just um, decide one day we're going to beat them and beat them. I think it's uh, it's going to take a lot of work to beat them. And I think uh, next year they're losing a couple of guys, so we definitely have a shot of like um, definitely winning uh, – a conference so that'll be that'll be pretty that'll be pretty sweet but i think yeah uh byu is like one of those guys where one of those teams where you have to like um have like the best day of that day mm-hmm. to now, be able to be now i know for basketball they're leaving the wcc is that for every single sport yeah. as well so they're leaving yeah. the wcc this year or next year no they have one more year they have one more year okay yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So one more year to hopefully knock him down. One more, one more, <laughs> yeah. Last chance. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the Olympic trials, and I, I want to sort of go back to that because that that's like insane. Yeah. Because so many, so so few people get the chance to compete, not not like the Olympics, but even the Olympic trials. So can you sort of talk about what that whole experience was like, just in run, running against some of the best runners in the country, basically? Yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, surreal. I think um, one of the goals was like to try to make the Olympic trials um, going going into my regionals week. We had like a 10k set up where uh, the pace was supposed to be sub 20, 28, but was far off from the beginning. I think the pacer kind of dropped off pretty early. But I was I wasn't expecting to be at the Olympic trials after until like uh, until nationals in the 10k where I appeared by more than 40 seconds but that's insane <laughs> yeah for for those who don't know like 40 seconds in running is like a ridiculous lot. That's a, yeah that's ridiculous yeah <laughs> i think the competition definitely like helped that out a lot with like a lot of a lot of a lot of the top guys just like having like the perfect plan and pacing out the race itself but going back to olympic trials i think it was probably one of the best experience i've ever had with running like i knew like there were like guys like who've gotten silver medalist i think i raced against galen rub who's like a silver medalist in the 10k and that was like amazing but i think i've got a long way to go in terms of like training and like um being able to like keep up with them like um toward the end of the race but it was definitely one of the um races to um remember did you get the ch- a chance when you were there to kind of mingle a bit with some of those admirable uh runners that you looked up to when you were growing up in your running career or was it more so focused on the task at hand no i was able to like um talk to the guys i saw like even at the end of the race um going into the race i wasn't really taking it like super seriously just because like i was so fatigued after um after nationals i think i ran the 10k on a wednesday and then came back on saturday (laughs) and ran the 5k and i was absolutely drained (laughs) uh so like i was just like trying to hold on for dear life for the for the next 10k like the following week but i was able to like uh talk to those guys and um see how like um they have progressed with running and then ask them like a couple tips where i can like use in terms of like training and stuff like that and recovery mm-hmm. yeah you, you mentioned the, the fatigues that you had before the race but i assume like on a normal day on a, on a normal race you would have some sort of pre-race routine mm-hmm. that you go through can you sort of walk us through like what that would be yeah um hopefully I'll, no one in BYU is listening but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're good <laughs> uh I can take you through what I did like um before my tank a yeah um basically um Wednesday morning woke up uh uh went on an easy run it was like two miles did a couple of strides um and then went out to breakfast um uh, it's called uh, the pan- the pancake house which is like I want to say the best place to go for breakfast so if you ever have a chance to go down to eugene no it's eugene Eugene. yeah eugene Eugene. so if you ever get a chance to go down there they have like the best orange juice there so (laughs) okay Okay. so went down there got some um what did i get i think i got um pancakes (laughs) (laughs) i wish waffles uh, french toast (laughs) (laughs) i definitely got some um oatmeal like from starbucks a little bit before i didn't have any oatmeal there and then some orange juice eggs and then scrambled um I say some potatoes, okay. um, baked potatoes, and then from there um, went back to the hotel, kind of chilled for a little bit, and um, around like one ish, uh, got some um, lunch, a little bit of subway, and then from there relax some more, maybe try to take a nap or just like elevate elevate my legs for a little bit, and then um, wait till the race, 
and then before like i want to say an hour before the race um do an easy shake out like two miles do a couple of tries and then yeah that's insane that an easy shakeout is two miles. <laughs> like, just compared to, like, a normal person, they would be on the floor panting, begging for their life after two miles. Yeah. And that's your easy shakeout warm-up. <laughs> just, just to put in sort of put in comparison. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of it's interesting with, with runners. Um, there's, there's certain ways to go about your pre-race routine mm-hmm. and how you want to do it. But, yeah, you, you can't. You can't go into a race with um, no warm-up at yeah. all. You will... <laughs> Your legs will tighten up and you'll, pull, you'll pull something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, but regards to preparing for a race, is mm-hmm. there, like when you are almost towards the start line for that like hour or so before you start, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, what what is that prep, preparation like? Is there, are you listening to music that gets you focused or are you still, are you paying attention to who you're racing and thinking, oh, I, 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 I know this guy runs this. I know he likes to go out hard yeah, or whatever. Plan, sort of. Or are you more so just trying to like almost meditate and center, center yourself so you're kind of relaxed at a complete level? Yeah, uh, mentally uh, preparing myself, I think, um, uh, I want to say a couple hours before the race or even like, um, like in the afternoon, I'll go ahead and like have a chat with my coach, Tyson, and then um, we'll go about with like a race plan stuff like that and then i also have other mentors like my high school coach who knows um how i race and how well he basically developed me from um from running i think he knows me better than anybody else so i'll i'll get some input from him but i think in every race i go into i want to definitely be up there so i know what i need to do in every race like definitely be up there with like some of those top guys make sure like i'm always up there and mm-hmm. um, nothing, nothing will go wrong if I'm always up there. And then if I'm giving it my all, then yeah. Do you, do you go into your races with sort of a game plan? I guess like because I know I, I ran like in middle school, which obviously doesn't doesn't compare, but like to you guys. But what some of the runners would do is they would sort of target one of the people in the front and start like keep pace with them, like the mm-hmm. at least most of the way. Do you? I mean, I, I mean, you're probably in the front most of the time anyway. But <laughs> do you have do you have like some sort of game plan that you like try to? Like execute during the race. Or oh yeah, do you just run. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's always a game plan. I think in every race you go to, there's you want to win. But um, there's there's races where you know like there's guys who are as, as good as you or even better than you. So having a game plan is always important. I think in um, those top races, I definitely want to be um, pursuing somebody. Or I know like if it's one of those races, I know I can win. Um, I'll have a game plan where like I'll know where to make my move if the race is um very tactic then um perhaps uh within like the last two miles of a 5k maybe Mm -hmm. 10k then i'll make a move make a surge um and fully commit to that and see if that kind of like um takes down like any other runner and stuff like Mm -hmm. that yeah so for for those listening tactic means when you're running a race um sometimes the guys will go out slower so, so it's more of like a sit and kick. Yeah. So they'll they'll wait, and then it's kind of like a, who's going to pounce first. Right. And then mm-hmm. it all just unfolds. Then everyone's kind of it's playing mayhem. this chess on the track. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Like if you if you if you know the sport and you watch it, 
it is so fun to watch when some of those races, just like the last 400 of a 5K yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, they're they're running. Those All those other laps don't really necessarily matter because you guys are all bunched they're up. They're all bunched mm-hmm. up, exactly. And then it's up to who who plans it perfectly. Just a race to the finish. So, so I want to ask you, is there a race that in your mind that you've had that you felt like you executed it really well and you walked away feeling yeah. really good about it? Like one that you just really remember? Uh, yeah, um, a race that really comes to mind is high school it was brooks pr um it's like i want to say another national meet um i was in a two mile where the first mile was very very slow we went out like like fourth i'm I went out like 4:33 the first mile, and that was like basically. That's not slow. For us, he doesn't understand. <laughs> I, I know that's like slow. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like that's considered slow for him. Yeah, yeah. that's how it goes in uh, in that's, high school that's running. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. No, no. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, went out 4:33, and then it was it was a jog fest for everybody. Everybody was bunched up. Um, I decided to make a move with um, a mile to go. So I got up to the front and then I just, I surged uh, 65, 63 on that um, sixth lap. Um, and then toward the end, I kind of like slowed down because I knew there were like runners right behind me, just like um, wind buying their time to like outkick me. So I slowed down the last 200, 200 meters of um, that last lap. And then by the end, um, where we're coming into like the seventh lap, I just unleashed another gear and then uh, kind of skipped from them. Um, barely, barely. I think I want to say I got um, five yards from them. And then come down the first, the, the final 100 meters, um, we were neck to neck. Um, I was able to uh, skate by like less than 500, 500 or like I want to say five yards. So I won by more than, I won by maybe a second or half a second. Wow, barely. which, is, which yeah. is a long time in track. I do know that. Yeah, <laughs> a second a second can mean a lot in track. Yeah, it can. Yeah. And distance races sometimes not as much. But, right. Yeah. But yeah, in that true. yeah, in that final push and a kick, yeah, it's a big deal, and it's just all mental push your limits, lactic acid flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pain is in you, but you got to push past <laughs> it. Um, so in that race, there's obviously a lot of guys in your in your high school class that have mm-hmm. come up through, and have a lot of them have had successful careers in college. As, as well as you so now going back to your college career mm-hmm. uh, for this track season what what are you trying what's your goals or are there specific races that you're trying to target that you know you're going to be around maybe a pro field or you're yeah. around a high level co- collegiate field what, what are you trying to do for this outdoor season of track yeah uh for this outdoor track we wanted to pursue another um 10k qualifier but um there's very there's like pretty limited amount of those um 10ks where they're they're paced out pretty well so i think in terms of like um qualifying this year i think we're going just to get a qualification whatever whatever that means whether it's just running like a 28 um 28 30 10k which gets me in with then that's i'm fine with that rather than chasing for a time which um might cost me at the end of at the end of the season i think but in terms of like um competition we definitely want to get into a fast 5k um I want to say within like the next um, few months, maybe at the end of uh, May, but we definitely have some races set up where um, there's going to be some fast 5K rather than rather than take his. No, I'm, I'm an amateur at this, but I'm, I'm assuming that the same people who run cross country run track and field as well. Oh, yeah. So, so you're, you're competing against the same people in the fall and the spring. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, sometimes they, they get spread out, though, in what mm-hmm. event they do. Okay. Some yeah. guys have a little more speed to them, and they'll go down to the 15. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys prefer not the full distance and cut down to the 5K, and then some want to keep that cross-country distance and stick yeah. to that 10K. Yeah. So w- out of those, I know 5K and 10K, which, which do you prefer or prefer, you're kind of like yeah. oh they're both cool <laughs> um i honestly absolutely hate the 10k okay <laughs> i hate the 10k but people say i'm good at it so i just <laughs> i just i just do it so to please them but <laughs> um I'm, I'm definitely a, f- a fan of the 5k but um the 10k is definitely it's a grind oh yeah <laughs> it's what is definitely it, 28 or no how many laps is it uh 26 26 yeah. that's right i can that's just like, imagine him doing like 20. a charity 5k run and just like smoking the absolute crap out of everybody yeah, he and would. It, <laughs> yeah, like, you probably would. And it would just be the funniest thing. Like, this this guy just go to different charity runs and just smoke the crap out of everybody. I'm sorry. I just completely thought of that. But um, uh, fast forwarding to sort of uh, end of next year, I guess, when you graduate Gonzaga, mm-hmm. I assume Olympics are one of your one of your goals that you're going to try to achieve right away. Yeah, definitely. I think um, after next year, I'll um, I'll decide if I – I definitely want to pursue that route. Um, I don't know if I'll um, go with a – uh, Nike team or something like that or go back to my high school coach and train with them for about a year and see um, what the future unfold for me for if I qualify if I, or if I don't but yeah that's definitely the goal so what would you have to do to qualify for the Olympics I assume there are like multiple qualifiers you have to do to get there yeah um, there's like um, there's like qualified qualifying standard first you have to hit like um, the Olympic um, standard time for the 10k which is like 27 I would say 27 28 uh, I think it's roughly about 425 per mile um, and then from there you have to go to the Olympic trial the US Olympic trials and then you have to get top I think it's top three there go okay. and then yeah yeah and they base I'm pretty sure they base that Olympic um, automatic or qualifying time that you have that 27 23 or mm-hmm. whatever it is they, they base that off of the previous Olympics I think and they take like okay a certain placing in the race someone in like the middle back of the race yeah. whatever their time was mm-hmm. it's kind of around there so the, it's 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 over time the times always go lower because everyone yeah. generally gets faster it's faster right mm-hmm. yeah so especially in certain races like right now one of the biggest competitive uh, races in distance running has been the 1500 that yeah. has sped up so much <laughs> just looking at I pay attention to this stuff, but looking at how many people this year so far have broken four minutes in the mile is beyond Insane. believable. It's like almost over, I think it's over a hundred, which it's never, it's never eclipsed that. Yeah. So I know that's not your race, but you did run that at uh, Lilac or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? It's It says the world record mile time is 343. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's re- uh, Gar- Garouge, I think. Yeah. Oh, Garouge of Morocco. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's very fast. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's more of like three, three, four. Pe- people like, people who don't run, that's the race they think of, like, to, to yeah. know yeah. what's fast. Right. Yeah. Like, if right. you told them your 10K time, I run. Like, t- no, yeah, one, you're, no you're, one knows. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> no they, one knows, they yeah. have no idea how fast Because we, all, we all run the mile, like, in elementary well, school, also, and so we all know. That's we don't know fact. metric here. And that's Yeah, exactly. The mile is the longest race a majority of Americans run, Yeah. so. Yeah. So beyond your running, um, what what do you think for your post-running career do you want to do as for work? Or is mm-hmm. does your major right now tie into that? Um, I'm a sports uh, management and business major. So oh, no. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports management major. Hey. <laughs> but um, I definitely 
I could see myself go going to that route, maybe becoming a coach, or um, I can go somewhere in the business realm. But I'm not pretty. Sh- I'm not really sure what I want to do. Um, I kind of have my sight set on like running for for now. Um, I want to see how far running can take me in the next. I want to say if next five years, mm-hmm. and if that goes well, then yeah, running. Um, and then like um, after running, I definitely want to do something um, somewhere in um, maybe being like a college coach, something like that. But yeah. So chips are in on running. Yeah. 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 As- assuming you qualify for every Olympics, how many, <laughs> well, no, like, like assuming you win gold. Yeah. Every no, one, Olympics. Of, no, one of my question is like, how many, how many, um, Olympics can like a, a distant friend like yourself do before they start to start to wear out or they start to like decline a little bit? Um, in terms of track, I think I would say two years. I don't so, know. so like an eight year span, like two Olympics. I think for me, it'll be it's like three. Hard. Cause it's, like, it's, yeah, because people only see the best of the best right, yeah. and yeah. think that's what happens. But in reality, they're one human and they're such an anomaly. Right. Majority of runners have a hard time making Olympic teams every year. Yeah. yeah. So um, actually, we saw on your bio on the Go Zags website, one of your people that you admire in running is Mo Farah. And mm-hmm. he's one that people notice because he's done the Olympics so well. Yeah. And what happens is a lot of those guys who do that 5K, 10K, yeah. once you get older, they, they start going further distance. So they go jump into the uh, marathon, like uh, currently like Eliud Kipchoge, which is the uh, the world record holder in the marathon. He used mm-hmm. to be a 5K, 10K guy. Yeah. And so he, you push So as they get older, distance. they start running longer? Yeah, because yeah. you can't have that, your legs, you can't <laughs> turn over. Which means really? you can't speed yeah. up as quickly, so you have. Oh, but you can like run for longer. You just can't go as fast. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 That's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I didn't even. Think yeah, that. it is interesting how that works. That's very interesting. That's but like the, the complete opposite of like any other sport, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So for all the kids out there, start with the one hundred, <laughs> yeah. then every year go a little further till you're a, a, a marathon world record. I, I, I was yeah. a distance <laughs> runner like you guys. Like I, I mean, I ran distance fourth, like <laughs> the, the, the mile was like the farthest race I ran, but I ran at fourth to ninth grade. And I had a new coach in sixth grade, and he, he didn't know, like, what I was good at. So he put me in the 100 for the first meet. <laughs> I ran a 14.7. That's not bad. But, yeah. like, I was last by maybe three seconds in the 100. <laughs> what? Like, like I was I was so far behind, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and after that, after that, he's like, Bobby, you you know. Like, they were, we're putting you in distance. And I just I stayed there. But that's, <laughs> that's pretty good for, I yeah. don't know. I was a sixth grader. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. 14. Is that good for a sixth grader? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Hey, let's so go. Much, let's it, go. It honestly sounds too good for you not to. 14-7 for a sixth grader is good? Second to last. Yeah. No, yeah. You have tiny legs, dude. When you're in middle school, you can't. But I, I, I was tall for my age, though. Okay. I was tall for well, my age. Like, I mean. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Damn. I, I was, like, almost six feet in, in or like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, probably, in sixth wow. grade. Because okay. I'm 6'4 now. Well, <laughs> yeah. We we can only take your word for it. So. <laughs> um, so so we like to do this with all our guests, sort of get to a little bit, get to know a little bit about you, mm-hmm. aside from your your reason for being here at Gonzaga. Yeah. So we sort of ask us some of your favorite things, and and we'll sort of have a talk about it, and we'll go from there. But um, so the first thing we want to know from you is what is your favorite TV show? Oh, my favorite TV show. Um, I don't I don't really currently have a favorite TV show, but I I've I've watched um, all the episodes of You, okay, uh, and also Lucifer. I don't know if you heard Lucifer. Of Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to say they're those. Kinda, they're kind of on the same level of devious <laughs> dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, those two would definitely be my. What, what, what do you say your favorite movie is then? For a movie, um, it's a good. Um, 
Or maybe help you narrow it down. Is there like a genre of movie genre that, of you, that you have a preference for? Probably action. Probably action. action? So yeah. you, are you a, like a superhero kind of? Probably. You follower? see the new Batman movie? I haven't. You I, haven't I, seen I, it? I have to go see it. It's so good. Oh, it's yeah. it's so long though. It's three hours long, but like I mean, I, I liked it. I loved it. Do you love it? It was very good. <laughs> I I just I don't know if uh, what do you think about DC Marvel? Is do you have a preference there for you? No, no. You're really. just like I'll take I'll take okay. all the yeah. movies I can get. Yeah, yeah. Are there people out there that are actually like choose one brand and just won't watch the other brands' movies? No, really? I think I think there's more. Some people are more so. They think one is better than the other, but yeah. they'll still go watch them to right. be able to compare. Right. Personally. I think just the Batman movies are always better than all Marvel stuff. The Marvel movies are becoming too gimmicky, I feel like. Well, and, they're, and they're trying to like do too much. Like the like the DC movies are just straight like action, straight horror, like sadistic. Mm-hmm. No, Marvel. I feel like Marvel's just trying to do too much. Yeah, I think well, Marvel does a good job of um, answering what their fans want. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 please their audience, right. per se. Right. Batman, they're just there's a darkness to it that yeah. I like. I like that the <laughs> yeah. dirty dark darkness of Gotham and just they're able to kind of bring it back uh, every few years with a different Batman and mm-hmm. different villains and I like yeah. that and they're able to kind of like rewrite in a certain way. With Marvel it's kind of like the Infinity War was really cool, but you know, it's kind of just uh just a uh, a lot of action going on yeah. and a lot of G- CGI. And I think CGI development has made them able to do all this crazy cool stuff right, in yeah. their movies. But you, it is good. You might like a new movie coming out like in April. I forget what's the name of it. Is but it a Marvel movie? I don't I don't think so. Is it like a superhero like action movie? Or yeah. What? Yeah. Can look I it don't up. know. Yeah. Um, new, um, new movies coming out in April. Because, I mean, I don't know. Because... Anyways, oh. our, our our message to you is go see Batman because because <laughs> okay. it was really good. Oh, definitely. Pe- people were saying like Robin Pattinson like is like the best Batman they've ever seen. I'm probably yeah. gonna see it next year. So. I also yeah, and the reason why I, I also like the the new Joker movie too, like that same level of just the new Joker movie. The the one with Walking Phoenix, not not the oh okay the, the latest yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I like that kind of that edginess to it, and it also has a bit more like realism. Like I I'm not gonna see Captain Marvel flying out of the sky. Yeah, exactly. With <laughs> or is, is it Morbius? Yeah. Yes. Morbius. Oh, yes. Morbius. That's with Jared Leto. Jared. Yeah. I, I I've heard really good things about. about yeah. Morbius. I'm looking forward to seeing that one too. That one be. I think I'm looking more forward to that than the Batman movie. Comes oh out really? Yeah. Comes out April first, so a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because DC is kind of falling behind with Marvel, mm-hmm. but in terms of like revenue and what they're able to pull in at the box office. Yeah. But. This Batman movie was really good. I think hopefully so yeah, go see it. This, <laughs> this trilogy, <laughs> the trilogy they're hopefully doing will kind of reestablish themselves yeah. as top tier in the world of superheroes. But we'll we'll move on. We'll now. move on. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's for you for running, um, what is your like go to cheat meal or some kind of meal that you're like I'm gonna eat a lot because I burned a lot of calories on this run. I assume as a runner you have to eat a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely a cheat meal. I don't even know if I have a cheat meal, but um. Or maybe a meal that you had that you were like, wow, this was the best meal like I've ever had. Like it's maybe not the best thing for you, but you just love it, so you yeah. eat it anyway. Yeah, I'm a big um, burger guy. Okay. So, a burger. Do you, go, do you go to Dick's back in Tacoma? My, my roommates rave about Dick's. There's one in Seattle where they're from. Really? No, not really. But I, I got to try it. When I go back home, I'm looking f- more forward to like home-cooked meal. Yeah. Because like, I haven't been home for a while. That's but, right. yeah. Is there a, a specific burger chain or a place that you like to get uh, – a burger from or is it just any burger is a good burger any burger with <laughs> avocado in it is okay. a good burger okay <laughs> yeah. nice. have you been in, in and out like in the lower in the lower west coast yeah it, what do you think 
I've had it too many times every time we go down there. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Really? I, I, I can't. Like, every time we go there, that thing, that's the only thing we get. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a but. staple of, of, the, of LA. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I'm in love with it, just being from LA. I, get, I, I went home for spring break. I got it four times in, like, a week. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I'm not even I mean, ashamed. it's not terrible. I'm not I mean, even ashamed No, it's of not it. terrible. But if you want, like, if you want meat... In and out's not your yeah. thing. But I'm a big boy. Like, I got to eat. So, like, every time I go there, I get a four by four with ketchup, like, fries and, like, a large pink lemonade. Yeah. You are a big it's boy. That. so oh. good. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's, that's what we need after a race. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. For mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you want to go on the next one? Yeah. Um, what, what would you say is your biggest fear? Oh, gosh. My biggest fear. I'm going to go deep with this one. Like, not knowing what my future holds, kind of. Okay. So, Yeah. That's like, I feel like that's everyone's fear. Unpredictability. Yeah. So like, like, you yeah. don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. Like, yeah. anything could literally happen. Yeah, and that's fair because, I mean, in, in the sport of running, mm-hmm. there is a lot of unpredictability yeah. with injuries and certain things, and you just you try to do your best, mm-hmm. and you can only do what you can with stretching and um, taming little knickknacks yeah. problems that happen yeah. that come up. So That's a great answer. Yeah. That's what, we've asked that question to almost all of our guests, and that's probably the yeah, best like answer we've gotten us. from that. <laughs> they're like snakes, and like, yeah, and nothing like, against them, but <laughs> what last semester someone said, uh, "Oh no, that was a pet peeve. It wasn't a fear." But like she said, something that really ticked them off was wet doorknobs. Wet doorknobs. Yeah, and it was just yeah. it just caught me so off guard. We won't yeah. go into it, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a weird one. It's but, a weird one. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna flip flip the script here. Now we're going to something way less intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrity crush. <laughs> Everyone has a celebrity crush. Um, last movie I watched was um, Spider Man. I'm gonna go with Zendaya. So okay, <laughs> she she's been a topic of controversy lately. No, not like anything bad, but people are calling her mid. Uh, people are, people are saying Zendaya is overrated. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She's from uh, she's from the Bay Area. She's from Oakland, but uh, you know, she's not mid. She came from Shake It Up. She moved <laughs> up. Are, through the are, you, are you gonna watch Euphoria? Because she's in Euphoria, and that's been like a huge Dude, hit. I heard I heard it's super good, but I haven't started watching it yet. I it's I mean, it, it, it's it's I mean it's basically also just sex and drugs. It's, yeah, I mean, that's basically what the show it's an is. Intense, like. It's an intense. It's, it's, it's intense. Okay. Yes. It's it's very divisive. Like you either love it or you hate it. Mm. There's yeah. a really really no in between. But yeah. that had Zendaya, so just got me mine. Mine uh, now is Zoe Kravitz because the Batman was <laughs> so good. <laughs> mine's but, mine's definitely Madison Beer, hundred percent. Okay, good for you, man. 100%. <laughs> I thought we were all sharing, so I thought I'd just share mine too. You know, I thought I'd just share mine too. Yeah, but you know, we got a shot. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Okay. Okay. Now, next one. So we talked about Mo Farah, but mm-hmm. uh, is there an inspiring athlete for you outside of a runner? Outside of a runner. Gosh. Um. That's a hard one, honestly. Yeah. Like an artist or. Oh it, it, yeah, it could be. It doesn't have to be an someone athlete. influential for you. Yeah, I guess, someone that you basically. kind of like. That's you, a one-on figure. Yeah, you admire their work ethic, or you kind of try to emulate them and how they go about their way of doing life. Um, honestly, I want to say my mom. There we go. She's very inspiring. I think like um, she's been taking on us for a very long time. So like, honestly, just like seeing how she works like every single day just like motivates me to like always like putting my best effort for myself too and like maybe one day i'm able to like help her out too that's a great answer that's a great answer yeah i wouldn't have said that sorry mom yeah (laughs) i mean i love my mom but i mean i I would have had other answers 
But that, that's amazing that you said that. We, we probably should have said that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> um, if you could choose one superpower, speaking of superheroes, what, what would it be? That would be that's an easy one. Really? Super speed. I told you he was gonna say that when we talked about. It, I'm like, I, I, he's definitely gonna say super speed. So, so the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, but would yeah. you would you do a dash? Would you like? tame it and get second you know in the credibles where he's like he goes out to uh-huh. to in front and their parents are like no slow down you can't just unleash like that and i gotta work my it. my way into it yeah. So, yeah i can't become fast like all of a sudden so Dude, yeah. you, it has to be like the hulk where you have to get mad to become the hulk like, mm-hmm. like something has to trigger you to become like the flash <laughs> yeah that'd be interesting because I obviously the flash can just trigger it whenever, but if it was just yeah. you had to have some sort of catalyst, yeah, some sort of like trigger, like if yeah. I'm like losing, like it triggers yeah. it, yeah, <laughs> or like it's like it's just a rematch, or it's like <laughs> or it's like Popeye, you have to down a can of spinach and then you just <laughs> <zoom>. <laughs> so. And then uh, our last one here is um, with running. I mm-hmm. think it'd be if you go professionally, traveling is going to be something that could happen with like. For people who don't know, the Diamond League yeah. is something that happens when you get to that pro level where they travel around the world. But is there a certain spot or in, or a country that you would love to visit um, in your in your lifetime? Uh, yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I want to say Norway. Norway. Yeah. Interesting. Why Norway? Um, so this is a this is a the guy who won the 1500 is from Norway. Okay. Jakob. And, yeah. Jakob. Yeah. Jakob. So <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. Uh, it looks pretty cool over there. So I want to see what it's like. I've I've never been out of the country and I'm so ashamed. I just I just filed for my passport though over spring break, hey. so I'll, I'll get it like in first step June first step first step. You'll get there long overdue, <laughs> but I applied yeah. for my passport. Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. But I, but I definitely want to travel out of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. If you if you hopefully get there into that Diamond League, they yeah. go everywhere. One cool spot they go to Dubai. Really? Um, wow. Dubai that's is one so spot. nice. But they just really travel pretty much everywhere and then mm-hmm. olympics too if you you go to olympics they're in different locations yeah it'd be and nice to go to paris yeah paris. that would be cool olympics, too yeah because <laughs> yeah. i know the olympics the next one is going to be in la i believe right la's 2028 i think okay then the next one i think paris is 2024 oh, the next one is paris. Yeah. and la's 2028 oh, okay yeah mm-hmm. okay he would know our, our, hey. our uh <laughs> editors from france so okay he's uh knows pre- everything he's about preparing france. he's preparing <laughs> he's he's hyped ready. he's ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um that does it for us james thanks for coming on the show we really i, I had a great time yeah it was awesome thank you for and again on. good luck with the track season we'll, we'll be cheering you on yeah of course thanks for having me of course welcome to the gonzaga sports recap uh we are covering all the spring sports that have been going on across gonzaga these past few weeks we have eight sports to talk about a lot of teams have been in action so we'll get right into it starting with the men's baseball team i mean i guess there's only a men's baseball team but the baseball team, they've had a great start to the season so far. They have a 14-4 and record currently. I believe they were ranked in the last uh, college baseball poll, I think, in the, in the 20s. Um, they swept number four Oklahoma State on the road at the beginning of the year. That was a huge, huge series for them. Uh, definitely gave them momentum, momentum going, going forward. Uh, they just came off a sweep of Pacific University this past week. And Stephen Lund has really been helping the team, carrying them two home runs, 13 RBIs so far. And I hope I mean, hopefully they can they can keep it going. Uh, their next game is actually today, uh, their home opener against the University of Oregon. So make sure to come out and cheer the team on. Thomas, why don't you tell us about women's rowing? Yeah, so going to uh, the ladies with the paddles in the water. They uh, had two meets so far this semester, and they're starting off strong. Completely swept the competition during the PLU invite, and they also competed against the University of Minnesota 
and their varsity eight race, their varsity eight team, their women finished first. So they're, they're starting off strong, and their next meet is coming up on the 25th of March in San Diego at the San Diego Crew Classic. Now going to the men in the water, they competed against Oregon State this past weekend, and they placed sixth and second in the varsity and JV races. So some work to do, some improvement to be made, but they got a race coming up here on the 26th and 27th in San Diego as well. They'll both be down there for the San Diego Crew Classic. We'll head on into track and field. Yeah, we just had James obviously here talking about the team and their expectations for this season. Uh, they had their first meet at the Sam Adams Classic this past weekend. Uh, very, 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 very well, good turnout overall. They had seven overall wins and 25 top five finishes combined with both teams. The Gonzaga women actually set a pair of program records, one of them being Ava Prunier-Herman. She ran the fastest 100-meter in program history with a time of 12.91, much faster than I could ever run, so props to, props to her. Uh, the Gonzaga men also set a meet record in the in the 5K. Teammates Evan Bates, Kyle Radasevich, and Riley Moore all broke the meet record of 14 minutes and 30 seconds. So congratulations to both them and Ava. Their next meet is March 24th at the Buck Scoring Invitational. So we'll be cheering you guys on. Hope you guys do well. Moving on to men's tennis. Uh, very good start to their spring season. Uh, they're starting out started off 11 and three. They've won their last four matchups. Three of them complete sweeps. So they, they've definitely had gotten off to a hot start, I think, keeping up the, that momentum from the fall when they finished pretty well. So hopefully they can keep all that up. They start league play on the March 25th against BYU, so rivalry game right, right up right off at the start. So good luck to them. We'll be cheering you guys on. Thomas, what about women's tennis? So women's tennis has been a, on a bit of a struggle bus of late. They're 6-7 and seven so far, and they've lost their last four. So... They're hoping to turn it around, maybe learn from a bit of those mistakes, and they'll start league play on the 25th against BYU. And going into golf, for the men's golf, uh, they finished second in both of their matchups so far in this spring season. And so they, they, they had an okay fall season, but they're coming in here for the spring hoping to uh, shock the world. So next matchup is the April 4th at the uh, Wyoming Cowboy Classic. So keep your eyes out for that. And the women's golf team, they uh, they have been struggling a bit, but they finished 10th in both of their matchups so far, and their next is coming up here at the Brickyard Collegiate on April 4th. So hopefully they can turn that 10th into a single digit. So that's our sports recap for uh, the Gonzaga Sports in the spring, and we're hoping you keep in tune with that, and uh, we'll be back again someday. <laughs> yeah, see you next time. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.